Assalamu alaikum and peace upon y'all. Welcome to Muslim Film Club, a podcast where two American Muslim filmmakers talk about movies. I am Jawad Khan. And I'm Dana Sheikh. And on our inaugural episode, we begin with a simple point of discussion. Why do movies matter? Uh, before that, how you doing, Donish? I'm good, man. How are you? Let's let's I'm like good. let's talk first before we get into it, huh? I know it feels like an interview already, man. Asking questions, yeah. big questions. Yeah, let's do this. Uh, let's, so, so uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself. What, how long? So um, I'll get into like the filmmaking stuff uh, when we talk about that stuff, but. Mm-hmm. I I work for an organization like a Muslim media production company that produces like online paid platform and like a, a, a YouTube presence as well. Yeah. And uh, that's also how I met you um, because yeah. you were a student of that same company, but like their Arabic learning division. I was. Yes, and this is true. Yeah. And that's how we met. And like, I th- you know, what's funny because when I, I don't think I've ever told you this. I was told by your teacher that there's somebody in like an, an incoming student called named Danish, which is my name. Mm-hmm. And I also heard around the same time him saying, uh, is also a student here or who's a film school graduate. And I thought he was talking about the same person. So uh-huh. I got really excited. <laughs> I was like, Oh cool. It's, it's like Another a better Danish. version of me. <laughs> yeah. And then I went down and, and, and sort of met you. I think I even may have been like, Hey, you're Danish. Right. And I think you were like, no, my name is Jawad. Possibly. And, uh, possible. Yeah. And I think we even worked on a few things like yeah together right yeah because i remember the like because i was there just trying to like do my studies and stuff and then like here and there i'd say that i like i talk about my the fact that i went to film school and whatnot um this is jawad by the way everybody i went to film school (laughs) this is part of my intro um but then like one day i think like uh, our friend obey the law called me out and i like he's my he was my teacher so i was like uh okay like i thought i was in trouble or something or they want to talk about me something academic but he's like can you help us like make a video ad or a trailer for something (laughs) you have any ideas for this and i was like oh okay (laughs) you're like oh i could do this yeah so then that's when i got to like meet you and some of your coworkers and stuff um i think that's when we formally met yeah and then like it just sort of clicks right when you meet another creative you sort of all the yeah. questions come out, you know, like, oh, let's talk about movies. Like, if I like movies, you like movies. And mm-hmm. then it just becomes a thing. Like, it's a very natural progression because film becomes yeah. like this sort of this sort of meeting ground for, for you know, for us. Yeah. Might I, might I say, like, we, we realized that we were both part of the secret Muslim film club. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's, and it's small, too. I mean, it's, it's it is small. It's, I mean, but yeah. it's so secretive that even we don't know. Yeah, like That's we have, part, right? like, and what's funny is that, like, I just hadn't met you, but like, we have so many mutual friends. I think that just like yeah. from the Muslim yeah. film club circuit of people, the underground society that nobody knows they're part of. That we're exactly, trying, we're we trying should, to create now. We should actually, yeah, we should make that a thing. I'd like to. This, this is the this is the initial part of it. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, I my name is Jawad. Uh, as I said, I went to film school. Went to the University of Miami. Go Canes. And I studied film there, and now I'm just kind of doing different things in media. I've worked at different production companies, um, and also trying to do something in the Muslim media area, uh, especially in the near future, inshallah. So uh, we might hear more news about that here and there. But yeah, just made movies and stuff over the years, and then decided to study it formally, and now just kind of work in that field, whether through freelance or through different projects and stuff. Nice. Sounds good. So let us uh, 
Let's get to the deep Let's stuff. The deep stuff. So yeah. what uh what what brings us here? So Donish, what what got you into movies? So how old are you? How old am I? Oh man, we're like gonna 25? jump into that. I'm twenty three, dude. Yeah. Twenty three? Oh my yeah, god. I, I feel so, bad like revealing that so quick. I know, I have to do it. Cause to see like because this is a question that no matter who you're yeah, who you my, are answering this. My, my answer will my answer will differ than your answer. Like, the exactly, because it's gonna it's gonna start from your childhood, right? And mine's yeah. mine's like ten years after yours. I'm thirty two. Um, mm-hmm. For me, thinking back as far as I can remember, I remember the most memorable films for me were the ones with special effects, mm-hmm. because like back then it wasn't easy to do it like it is now. Like not that it's easy, but mm-hmm. it's digital, right? It's different than creating a forty foot tall Tyrannosaurus Rex just happens on a on, on, on a computer now yeah but when jurassic park came out mm-hmm. that movie was like phenomenal mm-hmm. and it looked so and it still holds up and so films like that like like robocop the, the robocop mm-hmm. franchise phenomenal yeah. like they just you couldn't tell you were watching a guy who wasn't actually a robot terminator like these films yeah. are the films for me that like and like i'm naming like you know blockbuster films right but, yeah yeah but these they are, did it for me. Like, yeah, these are like com- like these are common ones you hear of people. I think of especially of your generation that I hear of like this is the these are the big ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, obviously, Star Wars is mm-hmm. you know, if it sounds like I'm eating gushers, it's because I'm eating gushers. <laughs> Just to confirm, welcome to the club. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, Star Wars, I mean, just watching the behind the scenes, and I didn't watch that stuff back then, but watching it now, mm-hmm. yeah, it just grows your appreciation for this stuff. You know, these guys were geniuses, like literal geniuses. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted somehow to be a part of that. I didn't know I wanted to be a part of that because I went to school and studied engineering, mm-hmm. and I practiced engineering for some time, but eventually I found my way back to my real passion, and I'm thankful for that because that's not what a lot of people don't get to do that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What about you? So for me, movies, uh, I have to admit, I wasn't actually like always like a film nerd. Like movies actually didn't didn't like stick out to me as much as I think. And I say this having met other people who like movies were their life growing up. And I was like, realized that like, oh, okay, I'm not, I'm not as big a nerd as you when it came to like loving yeah. movies yeah. growing up. Uh, for me, it was actually like my passion was actually kind of more in just like spreading ideas and sending messages through whether through storytelling, whether through like speech nice. and talking and that kind of stuff. And so um, it was really the dark night was kind of my, my touchstone movie, the movie that made me want to make movies as I always kind of cited as really? because what it was for me was that it, it, uh, it was the first time that somebody like asked me deeper questions in film that like, that I didn't really have the answers to. And the biggest part for, I think was the, like the two boat scene that Joker does where he kind of poses that question yeah. of just like, who would you save? Who should you save? And that stuff. And I was like, how, how are you getting me to think about these things in a movie? And it kind of, it like, you're talking kind of, about the like the director in it, like, like secondhand asking you this as a viewer, right? That's what you're talking about. Yeah. Like the, the, yeah. Like the filmmaker That's is making awesome. me think about these things. And I was just like, if you could nice. do this to people, you can make like, cause I've always wanted to communicate. Like communication is my biggest kind yeah. of thing. And, Especially, like, I think I came to the conclusion to a film after, like, you know, I used to do, like, you know, I used to do rap and stuff, like, when I was small and used to do poems and that kind of thing. We got to talk about that some more. Oh, man, that's, (laughs) that'll be very, it's somewhere online, like, very visibly online somewhere, if you could find my name. Uh, Um, I'm going to find it. (laughs) 
uh, yeah, but I used to like ra- like rapping and stuff. So I was like, okay, there's the audio that kind of gets you. But then, like very simply, I made an equation of just like if audio is one thing that like really motivates people or like gets to people, and then the content of lyrics is another thing. But then like pictures and visuals, that's another thing. And painting and photography and stuff yeah, is powerful yeah. too. All these things come yeah. together in film. Hey, film is the yeah. best medium. <laughs> basically absolutely so that that's kind of where it all came together for me you know just like if all of these things and because and then it just you know it adds up to emotion like just manipulating or like evoking emotion i was like if you can get people to an emotional state you can really like get to them and i think and i mean we're muslim film club i mean i was highly motivated by just like dawah by being like but by you know i grew up in a family that was very like active in our islamic community and in terms of like teaching classes and um doing a lot of stuff like that so always trying to especially like my father was very um, uh you know imparted on us the idea of creativity like try to communicate a message in a new way that'll you know resonate with people not just boring old ways but try to always like think of what's the next big thing whether it's like powerpoint or whether it's like doing a game or doing something else and film was like to me like the, the highest for that so that's really what because it is it is that right i mean like it is yeah i i i was working on the film supply challenge um with Mm -hmm. a friend of mine who's a who's a writer he's currently writing a novel and and Mm -hmm. we we were talking about and and like for him writing is obviously very dear to him Mm -hmm. but when we looked at it when we were in the middle of creating this very small tiny film project we got like and we took we took it seriously like we we had i had a i was a writer working on the on the voiceover script we were mm-hmm. very carefully picking out music. We were very carefully picking out the scenes. Mm-hmm. We were editing it with a very particular, like all of these different mm-hmm. formats, like photography, sound engineering, like mm-hmm. music com- composition, writing, all of those mm-hmm. things come together to create and even this one. Like film supply, you were using stock footage, but that still includes yeah. like acting and video, like the way yeah. visual. Yeah, yeah, too. yeah, absolutely. So many different aspects come together to this, like jump on this one linear timeline Mm-hmm. and create this experience for you that you just get to enjoy mm-hmm. if they do it right you know yeah, yeah that's that's a really good way of putting it really i mean film is the is the is the definite the ultimate yeah there's um I, I don't like to tell this to, to other people especially like writers I've, I've worked with and whatnot but um when i was in i visited los angeles one time with uh the mpac uh, Hollywood Summit. They had like a thing where you'd meet like Muslims in the industry. And it was really cool. Nice. Um, and there was one guy who was a screenwriter who was like a fairly successful screenwriter. And I just heard him like flat out say at the beginning, screenwriting is the highest form of writing. <laughs> and okay. like he was like, we just heard him flat out say it. And I was like, well, I get, you know, like if you're going to be something to believe it's the best thing is pretty like that's probably what makes you successful that you think this is the highest form. Yeah. He, but then yeah. he explained why. And he said, because in all writing, what's the biggest rule? show don't tell and in screenwriting you only have show you have no tell whatsoever you have to show like and i yeah. and i realize this when i deal with other writers who are short film writers or novelists or all these other things that i realized the like what we learned for for screenwriting and that was kind of what i focused on in school like the brevity you have to write with like a, a screenplay that's like like 90 pages mm. or something in script format is like 20 novel pages in terms in like long form like that's all the yeah, text. That's yeah, all the text yeah. you get for like a two-hour movie. It's crazy how like brief you have to be and how everything how has to be camera. Like you have to point a camera at it to show it. Like you can't show emotion just by like. You, it's like lazy if you just like speak it. But yeah, you're saying. Do you uh, do you get into the Oscars? Like, do you watch like the whole shebang? 
yeah, I listen to the stuff. I don't follow it like very, very deeply, but I do like, I like yeah. reading and learning about it. Yeah. One, one year I kind of got into, it was like two years ago, or maybe three. It was the year the big short was up for like a bunch of nominations. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were showing, they did this really cool thing for all of the, every category had this really cool like visual aid to go with the presentation of the uh, different I'm, people who were I think up I for remember nominations. This. It was brilliant, mm-hmm. man. Watching so like there was one for best writing, yeah. And they were showing how every single thing the actors would say was built into the script. Like Christian Bale was a scene where he's working out in his garage, and his wife or somebody's calling to him, and he's talking to her, and like the like the breathing in between his sets where he responds to her is written out in this mm-hmm. on the script. And it was phenomenal to see, like. They not yeah. only have to fit that amount of detail into a little bit of a little bit of space. They also have to fit, you know, cues and all these different points because mm-hmm. the actors are basically just going off of memory and then sort of they're sort of entering that character's mind, right? And they just become the person. But they have to. The writing has to be there in order for it to be successful. Like that's why you know you see such brilliant stuff out of Aaron Sorkin because he's so good at mm-hmm. making you become the character. Mm-hmm. And what's really like, I think the something that people especially don't appreciate about writing is that like many people think the writing is all in the dialogue and with Aaron Sorkin, I mean, it's, it's very obvious, but like, like with Aaron Sorkin's scripts, you'll see that like most of what like people don't see like the, the thing behind it of like, there's a long script that a person will give about like musical theater or some random thing, but the actor, the way the actor's playing it and the way it's meant to be played in the scene, you'll watch it's just like, no, this person's dealing with a breakup. Like there's so much behind yeah. the dialogue that's underneath that you have to get into yeah. just by like whatever's on, like, and there's a, of course, like if we're going to get deep into this stuff immediately, like the, one of the first screenwriting books I ever read, it has that, the like an old adage in hollywood that says like if the scene is about what the scene is about then you're in deep trouble <laughs> like the scene whatever happening explain on that some more whatever's happening on the surface in a scene like if it's a scene about yeah. like a wife and a husband like a husband coming home to a wife from like a long day and they're just talking about um his day like his day at work but what has to happen in the scene with everything else that comes together is that like, this has to be like about the state of their relationship or what's going on beneath the surface. If it's just solely like, Hey, how you doing, honey? Oh, I'm doing good. It was kind of hard at work today. Oh, it was this, 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 uh, nothing okay, else is okay. happening under the surface. Then you need to find some way to add that. that is dead. Yeah. Because, yeah. Otherwise it's not interesting to watch. It's just everyday life, but movies are about what's happening underneath. Yeah. There's so much going on. Yeah. That's why good directors are good directors because they can, yeah. they just see all this stuff. And they and they can they correct it and they lead their team to do, like to to be able to pull something like that off. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's so impressive to watch. That's why George Lucas should never have been directing the Star Wars films. <laughs> God, it's a, it's a hot take immediately on our podcast. We're, we're making a stand. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go viral with this Let's thing. Do it. Let's do it. That's a, it's an unpo- unpopular opinion. George Lucas should not have been helming the prequel. Right? Yeah, he's such a huge he has such a huge following. That was good. So that was yeah. a, that was an example of uh, probably a way that film should not be used. But going into our next section, our next question: yeah. How, why, and how can Muslims use movies, both viewing and filmmaking? I had down as in our notes. What do you think nice. about that? Yeah. How, how? Why should we use movies, and how can we use movies as Muslims specifically? I mean, the why is I think to me is the clearest one mm-hmm. because you know it's like we've talked about a little bit already. It's such an unbelievably powerful format. You can you can make people you, you can you can layer things so cleanly mm-hmm. 
you can have like okay so just a cool cool example kung fu panda you a fan of this series at all yeah yeah kung fu panda 2 is literally the story of like moses story of musa like literally yeah. his it's like it's literally the story right like from the from, mm-hmm. from at least mm-hmm. how it starts yeah. and then it obviously goes off into its own thing mm-hmm. but you don't you don't think that when you see it when you first see it but like on the surface mm-hmm. it's just a really entertaining film with like lots of cool family values and action and comedy and all that stuff right talking about yeah. kung fu panda mm-hmm. and, but it has like this it has like this beautiful story behind it and this beautiful inspiration for the story behind mm-hmm. it and like that's why that's why i think film is such an like an unbelievably powerful format. Like look at the film get out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that was like way more in your face about the issues, mm-hmm. but like look at, look at films by Neil Blokamp. Like he's, his films are always to do with social, social things, that inequalities and, you know, like, yeah, like racial issues. And I mean, like, but he does it. He, he, if you just want to watch an action film, that's entertaining, you can do that. If you want to watch mm-hmm. a film that has like a deeper message behind it, it's there as well. Mm-hmm. So like, that's why I think that's where film, um, is an awesome format because it gives you that it gives you that opening to do that i mean like yeah and i think to to add on to that i think that there are very few places where people like in these days there's very few people where people kind of like give themselves over to you so wholly as we do with movies yeah. in terms of just suspension yeah. of disbelief or like i'm gonna let you take the reins for an, an hour and i'm just gonna like not like almost turn my brain off or at least allow like open my brain to take in this thing that you're giving to me and yeah and suspend belief yeah and it's like you're you're like especially the the why for muslims specifically i mean muslims we have such a at least within the american muslim community our da'wah is so often lectures or directly talking and preaching and teaching that there's not much manifestation of the messages in media in books and fiction and this like it's not very widespread to have that kind of um those kind of messages like you can talk about kung fu panda as like the things it teaches but then you tell somebody like oh you know it's based on the story of musa but like so many people are learning the story of musa without knowing it's musa like absolutely like, like that's the it's thing a, it's so cool yeah and people will people will argue and say like oh but of course you have to go back to um text and teaching and these kinds of things and of course the quran is our is our biggest inspiration yeah. and it, it has its place but it's a matter of like this thing can elevate the way we we take in messages because i mean this is another true fact of it i mean the fact is we already are taking in all these messages already from other people yeah. other creators yeah. like yeah. So many of the movies you realize like they have like atheistic directors or writers or these people and people don't realize I mean, how much like how much of their unconscious slips into the movies that lets like little things oh my god yeah little things influence the way we think about like gods or like all these things that kind of come up yeah. superhero movies and this stuff that comes up a lot where like the evil one is the one who's getting you look at the matrix series yeah What's getting the matrix series is so filled with christian themes mm-hmm. like it's just it's not even hidden it's just in your face yeah. like in the final scene on the final film when neo's like ripped open you've seen the matrix right i have but i don't i don't <laughs> remember i don't remember the last two dude we got got we're gonna have to you, talk you gotta give this. me a, you gotta give me a list so like, maybe this should turn into a movie box because i can be yeah, prepared we should prepared about yeah. watching a film yeah, yeah we should do that okay we should do that so there's a scene at the end where he's like sacrificing himself basically right mm-hmm. and he and he's laying down yeah. and, the, and, the, and it goes to like an upshot from way above him and mm-hmm. his chest rips open and it's literally rips open in the shape of a cross um mm. 
Crucifix. And so, like, you know, this, and then, like, the, the girl's name is Trinity. I mean, there's all yeah, these Christian yeah. themes. Like, these are just the simple ones. These are just the simple ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, you're exactly right. Like, they're, you know, if, if you can get people to come to you and watch this stuff, then why not make it deeper than just, like, you know, some guy knocking some other guy out? Yeah. And I think the... Um, I'll come back to you with, with kind of a follow-up of just like how should Muslims or how can we use movies and movie making? Yeah. I think that the question. the 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 nuance that I think a lot of people don't get from when I, when I talk about this kind of thing is that like I'm not saying to become preachy with movies, which is what people kind of like no. jump to, which is like would be like doing like like a certain elk of Tyler Perry or like those Christian movies that are very preachy, yeah. like God's not dead and all these ones where it's like, Oh, you know, yeah, the, yeah. the girl like fell off a tree and then miraculously she's healed. It was God. Or like the kids seen heaven. I mean, it's yeah. really Christian movies that are like really out there about the religious stuff. Um, but my argument with it is that like, we just need more Muslim filmmakers because what inherently happens when you make a movie or you write a poem or you do any type of artistic thing is that what's inside of you unconsciously subconsciously comes out in the art. It comes out in the work without you realizing it. Like, and I've seen this many times where it's like, I'll write something or I'll put out something. And then like, like two, two weeks later or something, I'll look back at it and be like, my God, this is exa- like this is me venting about this thing that happened in my life. I didn't even realize I was I was yeah, venting yeah. about that. So if we just had more Muslim filmmakers yeah. who like have studied Islam from a proper standpoint of just like the basics of Islamic belief and believing in God and and ghaib and like just the basic Islamic beliefs and we had these things enough like in our subconscious and in our thought process that then we go and make a superhero movie, we go and make something else, naturally the themes that we believe in will come out in what we make. But we're not trying to like preach to anybody or like really overly stuff a message down the throats of people because that's that's up anti- that's antithetical to what movies do. Movies immerse you. They don't like teach you. Um, and you won't get a crowd. You won't get yeah. people watching it. They won't exactly. care about it. People don't. People don't. If you yeah, you have to you have to treat them like they're dumb, but they're not because they're actually yeah, exactly. it's the opposite. It's like this weird inverse relationship. Like you yeah. have to hide it and be like, I'm not talking. Yeah. You have to be like, I'm not talking about this, mm-hmm. but you really are. Yeah. And you have to, So, and I even argue that you even have to hide it from yourself to an extent. Because a lot of what I, like, what I found, yeah. and, and this is something we get from even like Islamic studies and stuff, where teachers would often say like, teach 10% of what you know, meaning that like, if you have to give a speech or you have to do a khutbah or something, like research 10 times as much as you need to do, because then you're going to be completely immersed in that topic or that thing. You'll become passionate about it. You'll benefit from it. And then whatever comes out in terms of a speech or a lecture or whatever will just be naturally good because you've done that. And I've seen that with movies, with movies too, that that kind of comes out with like, you read about like Pixar, Pixar movies for like Ratatouille. They had their people literally go to learn from like a French chef for two, three weeks. They paid Pixar employees, like animators, not even writers, just animators because they understand that immersion because look at the techniques then yeah, yeah going into that deep thing like, <laughs> so like cool. yeah they, they did those things like i think for brave they had them do archery lessons on the on the pixar campus and stuff like they, so cool. they do these That's things so because smart. like once you're over immersed in the topic or the idea naturally what comes out of you in whatever art or animation or anything like will be more accurate will be good and the audience kind of the audience will feel it yeah. you know the audience feels passion or they feel that immersion so if we as muslims try to learn our dean from a more like from from a very like like in a way that we, we at least know the basics of our religion and the way we think is like Islamic, quote unquote, then whatever we produce is going to be, quote unquote, Islamic, even if it's not like, oh, we showed Salah on screen or like, oh, we, we said a dua. Like, 
not a lot of these overt things that we yeah, sometimes yeah, try yeah. to put in. Like, oh, we put a Quranic verse at the end of it as a moral of the story. Like, yeah. like that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, that stuff's trying hard. One thing we can do, mm. one thing we can do, though, is get is to get, like, prayer done properly. In done right. Like, <laughs> that would be great, too. See, right? Like, it's just so, it's so yeah. frustrating to see it sometimes. Where it's like, just, it doesn't take much to hire or even look it up on YouTube or something like 1.2 billion uh, of us do it five times a day. <laughs> like you can't, yeah. you can't walk out in the street in New York and just look at for like a cabbie driver or something and be like, Hey, Seriously. what are you doing in the next two yeah, hours? Yeah. Just follow them for two, three <laughs> hours. They have to pray. <laughs> yeah. At least we would have that. But that, yeah, man, yeah. how, like how is such a challenging question, yeah. right? Like, you know, you know, there's, there's obvious, like there's the easy one, which sounds like it's easy because, it's the obvious one. I think mm-hmm. it's that you go and do stuff into your, in your community. Like you, mm-hmm. you help raise awareness for, you know, a fundraiser coming up by making a short film or you help get involved with events and get kids and other people excited about it. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's like, that's like the starting point for everybody. I think where, cause you get that, you get that sort of audience built in that, that will watch your stuff. Yeah. And, you know, we'll give you like some appreciation. It'll give you practice because that's what you got to start. You got to start somewhere. Yeah. But like, how do you get, how do you take that and like make it, how do you take that and take it like global or even national? Honestly, like, especially what, what I think we're trying to do with this too is, is it starts small and it kind of starts with a, like a movement or idea that just like, it's okay to do movies. <laughs> Cause I feel like, each yeah, of us, that's a good point. I feel that's like each point. of us, ha- like the, like it, even as small and secretive our film club is in terms of the the people we've interacted with, like like Bilal Khan, another friend of like both of ours, was essential in my development of filmmaking in terms of just telling me like, hey, stop stop putting limits on yourself in terms of thinking about oh, it's, I'm too Muslim to do movies. Like very like very simple advice he'd given me before, and it's like that was essential in getting me to at least like pursue it you know because we have so many barriers in our own minds and within culturally in our families and stuff just like oh you you can't do this thing or if you're doing it you're like doing it on the side or you're doing it secretly while you're gonna go to med school for sure like like you're doing all these things yeah but at least culturally being like no filmmaking is a viable proper okay thing to do um whether i mean halal haram is a whole nother debate but just like it's a legitimate hobby it's a legitimate craft it's a legitimate job too (laughs) Career, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, look if you're if you're just some film if you're just some Muslim on a set, you know, mm-hmm. like who knows what your influence can be? Yeah. Like who knows, like like who knows what a Muslim, you know, lighting guy can eventually mm-hmm. become? You know, like he, yeah, everybody has to start somewhere and and go from there and become something out of it. I mean, and I say yeah, it's like that's not the only accomplishment that you can have as a filmmaker, yeah. like. Mm-hmm. If you can, if you can get out there and make, one of the things that I've been really desperate to do for a long time, and it's something we can talk about doing, is making like little, like a documentary series highlighting Muslims who live in a community who are who are part of the community and also Muslim and doing amazing things. Like there's this guy, mm-hmm. there's a story in Tor- of this guy in Toronto that he worked in. Um, he worked in finance or something like that, like some, you know, just some like a corporate job, but he was higher up and he had some crazy accident and he like lost the ability in his legs and he was in a wheelchair. Uh-huh. And like, for some reason that triggered him to go and start a food truck because like cooking was his passion and restauranting mm-hmm. was his passion. 
And he did that. And like it made this huge impact in the community. People loved his work. He, he was able to talk to them, meet people. And like just just and he and he just happened to be a Muslim dude. Like it's just like you just he just ended up being this this really cool guy, part of a community, appreciated in his community, and he's Muslim. So like mm-hmm. you know he's he's breaking down those barriers, right? Every yeah. meal he serves with a happy face, mm-hmm. he's breaking down that barrier just a little bit every single time. And I think mm-hmm. highlighting people like that, that's such a and like who cares if it gets forty views and it took you yeah. it took you you know ten hours to make it like but you're still doing something. And who knows who sees it? Like that yeah. that stuff is important, man. That yeah. stuff is important. And it's so easy today. <laughs> like literally go yeah. to Juma. You can find amazing people in your community. Ask the Imam, ask your like people, and just like say, Hey, can I talk to you for an hour? And you sit down, sit put a camera in front of them, put your phone on a books and just like sit them next to a nice light in the masjid. Masjids are awesome backdrops. And then talk to them for an hour and edit it yeah. down to a two minute video and then like position it properly online and you can get like you can spread the story of Done. something good and Muslim. And it's so so easy these days. But it's just a matter of like that's why I think the cultural thing is important because we just need the imperative and the like collective permission to just jump into these things, you know? Because no, the barriers sure. to do them that physically is not there aren't there anymore. They're not there, not anymore. And I mean, and it's not even just that. Like everybody has access to this technology. YouTube is free. Yeah. Everybody has a cell phone. Like it doesn't. Like you like you like you said. It just doesn't take. It doesn't take what it used to take to put something on a format on a platform that somebody will watch. It just doesn't take it. Yeah. You know, like the smallest of things you could do. Like a, a friend of mine who you know as well, who's like a you know like a, a preacher or a leader in the Muslim community. Mm. He would after um in ramadan in during the month of fasting he uh after the night prayers were over he would just sit down and just give a little talk like a little reminder just not something unofficial that mm-hmm. he wanted to do because he was there in the moment it was emotional so on and so forth and mm-hmm. he would just bust his phone out and he would record the audio right mm-hmm. and he texted me one day he was like hey man i really want to do this but can you help me and take it and like put some pictures on it and put it on youtube and like clean up the audio Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, yeah, sure, it's fine. It wasn't that much effort for me, um, and I didn't think anything of it, so I just did it and I put it up there. And this is not like I'm not building this up to take any kind of credit here. I just mm-hmm. I'm just showing you how literally it takes nothing to make an, a real impact. Yeah. So like years later, years later, he comes up to me and he's like, "Hey, man, you won't believe what happened." He goes, "This this this lady came up to me and she found me." And she was like, I, ha- I had to come talk to you. I had to tell you this. I became Muslim last year because I listened to that series that you made like two years ago on the, those random like podcast, wow. those random podcasts you did after prayer. Wow, like, and like, I, w- I heard, I heard one of them and I became Muslim. And it's wow, like, you know, and that, that's not the only goal in this, right? Like as a Muslim mm-hmm. filmmaker, you shouldn't only be looking to convert people to Islam, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not the goal. But, but you're, but like, he was obviously talking about something beautiful and something mm-hmm. like inspirational and mm-hmm. he recorded it on his phone. I literally just like chopped the ends off, cleaned up the audio, put it on YouTube. I did nothing, but that mm-hmm. little nothing effort, look at what it did. It changed yeah. someone's entire life. Like, and that's all it takes for any of us to do. Yeah. 
And I remember that, like, like I mentioned, like I got into videos and film and stuff from, uh, from kind of a Dawa perspective. And when I say, when I say Dawa to define, like, I just mean any kind of community work with yeah. Islamic stuff, not just like preaching Islam to non-Muslims necessarily, but just like any yeah, involvement. Nice, yeah. Just being present. And I like, cause yeah. I grew up, like I was a teenager when like YouTube just came out and just the, the <laughs> implication of I can put something online that could get that could potentially get millions of views like just the pretend like before yeah. you could you had to email yeah. people you had to like but you, or you had to pay for an ad in the pay, like i don't know what you do to broadcast but oh, of like you public access or something but i can put something online and i just thought of like the because we learn about like just the baraka points of stuff that like if i get like a hundred yeah. views on this and somebody benefits just a little bit just like an adam's weight of good like the quran says like how many blood and then they do something good with that and then they end up spreading it to somebody else and you keep banking on that from like each thing that, that ripples from that like what does it take for me to just put up like the whole quran on youtube in just ayah by ayah or something like and how much ben- like it's such a like the roi of balaka not like that you can see is crazy when you think about just video and and the things in Muslims. Yeah. that's that's one big concern i had with like that's why I liked movies too. Is like it's a medium to gain blessings and to spread goodness that is unprecedented from from like historically. It yeah. seems just like to be able to broadcast and stuff. Yeah. And now people are doing it through Snapchat, through social. Like it's become so yeah. normalized. It's even easier. It's, yeah, right? and it's so yeah. normalized that like kids aren't even understanding that like this is unimaginable. This was not a ago. thing. This was not a thing. Yeah. This was not a thing for you to, for you as a random person to put something out online that like somebody really important could see or somebody could see it and be mm. affected by it greatly. That was not mm. a, yeah, you're right. It was just not yeah. a thing. It was just not a, yeah, the, the impact that you could have. I mean, it's a, and I feel like it's, it's swinging in the other direction in terms of just like everything I see um, is going back to just niche and like one-on-one and stuff because people are kind of like, piling back to the other side of just like okay you can broadcast to everybody but it's probably better to choose an audience and hone them down and then cultivate them and just kind of treat them like people instead of just trying to become famous but it's it's crazy that the technology is just still there i mean and it's a matter of combining i think those two approaches like you know like a prophet did with like he spoke to a couple of people at a time and whatnot yet he was still like the leader of the ummah like it's it's always this like mix of like staying true and sincere as best as you can while also utilizing the biggest outlet that you can too, like the best and most strategic yeah. ways to get things out as well. And that's what movies can do. And the thing is, like you have this, you have this venue now to not only highlight, you know, people doing great things, not only spread a a, a, a peaceful message, not only show creativity and highlighting Muslims. You also have this platform for activists. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's this film that I don't, I don't know if I've talked to you about this or not. I know I've talked to Fozzy, one of our other filmmaking friends, about it. Yeah, it's essentially just a film about refugees, mm-hmm. where you where you have this refugee that comes in to to the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, and this mentality that let's say let's say I had a cousin who lived in a, a country that was just just oppressed and had to evacuate his home yeah. he comes here to make a lot li- and try to come here and make a life to try to afford now to bring his family here you know and let's say i set him up with an apartment or something right i'm feeling pretty good about myself right like i got my cousin mm-hmm. here i got him an apartment i'm i should i'm like happy i'm excited for mm-hmm. him but that's a that's that's a feeling that i'm feeling 
having done that for him. That's not how he's feeling. He's not happy about this, right? Yeah. Like there's this whole there's this whole divide where when refugees come here, we think like, oh, they're so lucky that we took them in. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be yeah, here. They're refugees. Like, they yeah. They don't they don't yeah. They this they're is not, not their immigrants, choice. yeah. They're not like immigrants over here. Yeah, they're, exactly. They're forced, exactly. You know? Of course, some of them are going to be happy that they are here, mm-hmm. but th- th- this is not something, like you said, by choice. Yeah. And there's this film that follows this character around who everybody's telling him he should be happy, and he mm-hmm. just keeps having flashbacks of like his his chaotic life at home. Mm-hmm. And throughout the film, we just keep seeing him paralleling everything. Mm-hmm. And we realize in the film that he was just so much happier in the chaos mm-hmm. that he was in than he is in the peace and like just disarray that he is in here. Mm-hmm. And it's, and we actually did a lot of ground research on this film. We had a friend of mine, uh, Rania, who's uh, she's actually a journalist, mm-hmm. but she's studying to be a filmmaker as well mm-hmm. right now. Cool. She, um, she went out and interviewed refugees mm-hmm. and she like, it was like exactly that experience. This, it was this exact feeling. Yeah. yeah. It was this exact feeling like these guys were here and they just hated everything. Mm-hmm. One guy I can quote saying, um, he literally says, uh, "I'm just, I'm just waiting to die." Wow. Like that was, that, that's just, I'm just, mm-hmm. this is, this is my life, you know. Like I don't, nothing, nothing matters. Mm-hmm. Like, like that is, you know, that is something worth worth making a film yeah, about, telling that right? story, and in, and in a, yeah, and in a and in a way right. that is like. Because we can say this in a khutbah and maybe we can tell an affecting emotional story or whatnot. We can meet a person too and, and like maybe have, they have experience with it. But like to give the whole context and then utilize yeah. the tools of film, visuals, juxtaposition yeah. of editing, the cuts from like paralleling here and there, the music, yeah, the dialogue yeah. that you cut to get like that stuff works too. And, and we use the word manipulate, but not in a like malicious way. It's, it's a means sure, to, sure. it's a means to, it's a means to get you to feel something in a world that's like, Absolutely. we're so calloused. Like we're so like, we look on Absolutely. the news every day and there's so many big numbers of people who are being killed, people who are like refugees who are, and they're just big numbers to us now that like, yeah, you're informed when you watch the news, but when you watch a story, a film about somebody, for some reason, there's our human psychology connects better to it. And that's, that's a tool that should be used for, for these kinds of things. Like you're saying. Yeah, no, that's exactly on, that's on point. I mean, you know, this is, this is this is what this is all about. Yeah. Right? Like this is what this whole thing is about. Like hopefully this podcast leads to us making that film. That'd be yeah, kind of cool. That would be that would be something like that. You yeah. know, like or even just projects like it because we we have like this tool. We have to use mm-hmm. it, and you know, yeah, we can do something with it. And again, the I think the essential thing that especially what you're mentioning with that that film of the refugee that um. And I'll reference again because this is like this is I started a podcast just to talk about things I never get to talk about too with with regard to movies. Yeah. That same book, like the first book I ever read on screenwriting, it like it also instilled in me another um, huge thing that I just like took to heart. I read it when I was like fourteen, fifteen, maybe. Um, it was a story by Robert McKee from <laughs> for anybody who wants deep cuts. <laughs> but in that book, he says nice. the what movies are trying to do is it's like what we look for in a movie is a confirmation of this this truth that we all believe in which is things are not as they seem mm. so 
where he talks about the idea of character versus characterization, that a person's like caricature that's on the outside, you know, the, oh, a refugee, he gets find safety in America. Wow, that's so great. It's such a happy story. He found a home. He found this. But what's underneath the surface, the character, like characterization versus the actual character underneath, what are they actually feeling is actually not what it seems. And that's, that's something that's so true in everyday things. And I, and I think this like really like warped my worldview to seeing everything as like, I'm not surprised by unconventional stuff. I'm not surprised when you hear like, oh, these like, you know, people who are, who we thought was one way and then something comes out later that like, oh, but in their private, that something else was happening. Like to me, that feels human because that's, that's what I've always learned what the movies are trying to get us to believe and realize that like everybody's complex yeah. and, and we need to be like, yeah. and we're just trying to u- like use these empathy machines of movies, you know, to, understand that reality more and more because we forget it so easily we 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 box people up so easily categorize them and we don't like think of them as human beings you know yeah and i mean another thing that that we do with you know on the on in those lines is is we um we don't we Mm -hmm. film gives you perspective like it gives you a different person's perspective and it's hard to do that when yeah. you're in an argument with somebody or you're trying to you're trying to debate with someone you, it's hard to for you to remove yourself mm-hmm. from yourself and say you know what this person's irrational argument against chocolate milk is not that irrational mm-hmm. because just because i love it doesn't mean they have to love yeah. it as well you know and this gives you this perspective that is so valuable mm-hmm. that lets you it lets you like it lets you fall in love with characters that you would never have fallen in love with mm-hmm. in real life yeah. you know it makes you it makes you cheer for protagonists and antagonists and then vice versa throughout the film. You know, it yeah. gives you this like, you know, if we made a film about a lovable refugee who had a, who had like his daughter die, mm-hmm. uh, who doesn't empathize with that? Mm-hmm. You, maybe you didn't go through it, but you can, you're going to empathize with it because you're here watching a film about this person mm-hmm. who's been through hell and they're making you believe in them and fall in love with them. Mm-hmm as the film grows and grows and grows and then you're on this journey all of a sudden with this person because if you're watching a film and you're interested in film then you're you have the capability like we talked about earlier to suspend that belief mm-hmm. and just be part of this person's journey and experience that secondhand emotion with them for sure yeah man it's the ultimate thing it's the ultimate tool for empathy honestly in my my opinion like films give you that yeah. that even especially like like you mentioned doc, like even you're talking about documentary like it's i had to take one like documentary class and i had to do a couple of docs and it's like astounding to me how much story and narrative still plays in the field of documentary because there's journalism oh, that's yeah. one thing report the story objectively but documentary is about taking this real life story and it's yeah. It's actually more honest to to like utilize the tools to build emotion to get you to oh, empathize yeah. with this person. Like actually take a stand sometimes, actually show things for what they really are. You know, it's it's yeah. like like reporting in a way that is not just objective, but something that like makes you feel like this person. That's that's you know empathetic and and makes you kind of go on this journey with this person in a way that's like a more true representation and a more true like communication to you to be able to, to get out of your own zone and just say, I'm going to go on this ride with this person and, and feel what they're feeling for this period of time enough for me to like expand my mind so yeah. that when I go out into the real world now, it's going to affect the way I act and the way I behave and my opinions and views on things, what I follow on Facebook, what I like and what I dislike, you know, that the, it should have that influence in your life too. Yeah, that's it, man. 
that's how you do a podcast from beginning to end the episode it just all comes back around you got pretty heavy there it was good yeah, i like it uh do you want to do you want to yeah, this, this is what film does it just it just gets you in. yeah you want to you want to conclude here you want to wrap up at least this one yeah i think that's off. a good spot uh do we want to do uh some sort i mean we have a couple questions here what you've been watching lately and have you have you been making anything lately Oh yeah, Which that's cool. Yeah, we should question. do that a little bit. Yeah, go ahead. I've been stuck on political. I uh, sorry, I've been stuck on. I've been stuck on political, um, like political based TV series. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm watching Veep right now. Oh okay, okay. Um, and it's it's hilarious. It's insanely well written with a ton of cursing. So mm-hmm. you know, just if you just don't know F- what it is, yeah, FYI, yeah. <laughs> we don't endo- we don't endorse anything. We endorse. Uh, but Battleground on Hulu. Yeah, we don't officially endorse it. Battleground. <laughs> What's Battleground? Dude, <laughs> do you have Hulu? I don't I don't have the Hulu Plus you, now. Um, is it what's it about? Is so it about Battleground, Battleground is this No, it, it's a it's about it's like it's about uh, it follows around it's a mockumentary that follows around uh all the people who work on a campaign. And the main mm. character is like a scene the campaign manager and so on and so forth. And mm. just the subtleties in the acting, it it blows your mind like how good some people are at acting. Because the, the, mm-hmm. the camera work is, I don't know if it's on purpose or not, or whether the budget was low. They definitely shot the whole thing on DSLR. So like that's really? already going to inherently be a oh, challenge. Yeah. But it, it's, and so like the, the, the cinematography won't blow you away by any mm. means. It's clean. It's mm. good work. But I mean, sure. mockumentary. But, it, but at like, least that's, some, yeah, it's so a mockumentary. That, that's, right? that's the thing. The, the style yeah. is that. Um, but man, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal yeah. show. It's really well done. It's got a ton of drama. The acting is phenomenal. The characters are like you know, you know, like we've talked been talking about. They they you you fall in love with these characters because they have so much that they're they're so deep and they're so like they have so much going on that you just can't help but fall in love with them. And like those two have been have been uh, interesting shows for me. I've watched Battleground before. I'm just watching it again because mm-hmm. that's just good. that good. Yeah. Um. I think that's it. I mean, movies wise, you know, all the big ones that have been coming out. Mm-hmm. Um. After you answer what you've been watching, let's talk about our favorite movies so far this year, and then let's finish. Oh it. man, See, this is why I did a podcast. It's going to make me think about these things more concretely. Um. What I've been watching lately. So I just saw Justice League, and I don't really want to talk about it because <laughs> I'm still forming <laughs> opinions on it. But it's not a. It yeah. doesn't. It doesn't uh, provoke much opinion making. Honestly, it was a. Thoroughly, thoroughly unoffensive yeah. movie for the most part. <laughs> let's just yeah, let's have let's say that much. Yeah, so I've just been watching like a real blockbuster, simple. I saw Daddy's Home too <laughs> recently. Nice. Uh, it was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. Um, like, so, like, it surprised me in how like good in terms of the comedy and stuff was. Um, beside yeah. that, there was like, there was one deep cut I saw recently. Uh, the called the Florida Project. That's like a. Uh, so okay. this is a it's a smaller movie, um, like independent movie. I saw it in, in downtown where I'm at here, and like the independent cinema. Um, it's about this this uh, this hotel, like a motel near Disney World, and basically like the okay. impoverished poor people that kind of live in that motel, like just a couple miles away from like the most the happiest place on earth, and how Dang, yeah, and like the children who grew up near it and kind of just being very close to it and just kind of it's a I mean it's a tough life I mean it's a real it's a real uh, it's a hard movie to watch in terms of just the the level of uh, like the the way people have to live and people have to kind of live but then also it has this like this this underlying 
not objective, but it makes it kind of hopeful in the way that you view, like especially kids, how the idea that just kids will be kids no matter what circumstance they're in. Like they don't understand that they're in poverty, but they're just, you know, they'll make friends and they'll play and they'll do these things. And so um, it gives some hope in that regard, but it's just a real raw, simple picture of of that kind of world. It was it was an interesting movie. I like. Uh, I think this is a. We're definitely getting into the season where these kind of Oscar-y movies are starting to come out. Um, and I'm trying. I want to want to watch more yes. of them this this year than I had last year. I mean, like, there's always like you know, like the Moonlight and the the kind of independent ones that people like to talk about around Oscar time. Yeah, I want to try yeah. to check check out more of them. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Yeah, it's always good to catch those. Yeah, because they usually are, they're doing something new. You know, usually. Yeah. Did you watch the Planet of the Apes, the third one? This is the no, last thing I, I, I did I not. I did about. not. I need to see it. I need to see the. Did I see the second one? I didn't see the second one either. Everybody recommends them to me, though. I need Man, to. I got to binge them one day. Them. The, 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 the storytelling in that film series has been some of the most underrated film in recent history. It just. The, the way they were able to take you and make you cheer for like against mankind <laughs> is it's, that's impressive like that's yeah. actually imp- impressive and and one thing that i've never experienced in a film ever um there's been moments in films where like you know everybody sits up at the same time because it's about to go down or whatever mm-hmm. and that happens right yeah but in this film i've never seen a film end and it was just dead silent in the theater mm. like nobody was making a, nobody was talking, no one was cheering. It was crazy. And I wasn't just, I asked a ton of my friends, I asked them what happened after the film was over and they all had the same exact response. It was eerily quiet. Wow. It just, cause like there's so so, this experience that you, that you went on and you came out of, it was, it was crazy. You got to watch it. Well, that's one of those things we got to talk about. That's one of the films we'll talk about. We got it. Yeah. That, uh, that experience, I think I've had it, had it, I think, a couple of times, but one that I remembered vividly was uh, when I saw Gravity, yeah. the Alfonso Cuarón one. That one, just because oh, of the man. visuals and stuff, I saw it with my brother, and literally at the credits, I couldn't move or get up, and my brother waited five minutes for me. He was like, you ready yet? I was like, I'm literally overwhelmed to where I can't, like, <laughs> I'm emotionally paralyzed from what I just, like, and I wanted to sit in that because I was like, a movie did this to me. I want to honor the fact that I can't get up right now, like, and I just have to be quiet, and I can't say anything this like because that's such an overwhelming and like and that's what you're trying to with movies like that's what you're trying to get when you whenever you watch that's why you binge so much stuff is just like we're trying to capture that that little high of like feeling like a human of that emotion you know yeah like like get it capturing that and when you get it it's like so it's very precious to kind of hold on to but yeah yeah, we gotta we gotta we gotta we gotta we we should make a list for each other (laughs) what movies we need to watch yeah we do we do we do to do that Oh, sounds good. So, have you have you been making anything lately? You want to tell people about like the film supply thing, or is uh, is there anything yeah. else? Um, the film supply thing was definitely one of the bigger ones um, mm-hmm. that um, that I that I did that I was really happy with. Uh, it was, you know, the film supply challenge is this cool thing where you have to take a bunch of stock footage and stock stuff, and you can add your own and so on and so forth, and you know, you create a film. Or, a, mm-hmm. or a, sorry, a film trailer or a, like a short ad spec or a oh, okay. title sequence. Short form stuff. Yeah, three short forms things. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it was cool. Um, it was uh, it was fun to do and um, got a bunch of people involved. Um, besides that, I have another product that I want to start. Uh, it's for another film contest, but it's called um, In My In My Element. I think it's called. 
where you're supposed to just make a film about being in your element. I have a cool concept for it. I haven't finished it, but I'm going to finish it. I'm really hoping to finish it. And then I can talk about it next time. Yeah, sure. And send send over whatever if you want me to like, if you you want feedback or anything like that. We should should let people know about our our collaboration. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. no, for sure. We'll talk about that in a later episode, maybe. Inshallah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because we did something together once. That's right. Yeah. Like even though we, we we lived in the same city and it was like across the world at the start. That <laughs> yeah, time. that's the funniest thing. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, besides that, I'm like I have a website, uh, Donishake dot com, D A N I S H A I K H dot com, and then is it Donishake or Donishake? Yeah, it's like Danny. It's Danny Shake or Donishake. Yeah, exactly. I've merged the two S together. I'm testing. I'm testing. I'm testing a running joke for the podcast. We'll see if it's all right. Cool. I'm looking forward to. What about you? Um, for me, uh, have I been making anything lately? Nothing particularly in terms of filmmaking other than um, I've been freelancing back at a, at a kind of wedding videography company that I used to work at. Um, and I mentioned it because the, the way we kind of, they operate is that you have the footage of the wedding and you make it into a feature film that's like 20, 25 minutes. And it's like, it's interesting that process of making a real yeah. life thing into a short into like a short story where you're really just trying to capture the feeling of a wedding day to give to a bride and groom and so yeah. it's like it was an interesting process so i just like after having been away from it for a while i just did my first one to finish it up today and it was it was definitely an interesting experience i like i like that uh i like doing that because it's like weddings most people like when you hear filmmakers with weddings and stuff it's always just like oh it's the lowest rung of <laughs> of like oh you got stuck in, in doing weddings or whatnot but i no, man, i enjoy great. it i enjoy it because it's uh me too it's people it's it's the day that people like it's the day when people are dressed like the like movie stars and they're trying to yeah. like you're trying to show them as if like then then their most important day of their life like if any if any day you're going to be in a movie that's awesome like it should be this yeah, day you know that's it that's literally it. yeah i like that a lot yeah, yeah so it's uh, it's a fun it's a fun thing i'm probably going to do a few more with those inshallah not nothing for public consumption necessarily but for just yeah. families that, that reach out but uh, other than that uh, you guys could probably find me on What's a good What's a good place to find me? Twitter, I, I want to say, which is Jawad Ahmad Khan, J A W. Are you pretty active on Twitter? I'm kind of active, but if people want to talk to me, that's probably the best way. If like nice. somebody who doesn't know me personally, that's the best way to get to me. Is just what is it again? Me. I cut you off. So it's Jawad Ahmad Khan, J A W A D A H M A D, and then Khan. Trying to find a nice way to say that quickly. It's probably not. Yeah. Other than that, jawadcon.com is also my website where uh, I think right now it's mainly positioned for the confidence coaching that I've been doing on the side. So I run a small confidence coaching business for Muslims, um, teaching, helping Muslims overcome barriers of shyness and um, social anxiety and and that kind of stuff in order to. Good stuff, actually. I've been watching it. Yeah, so that's uh, so you can find info about that on, on my main site. Uh, but other than that, I think that we are uh, wrapping up for the Muslim Film Club episode one. Sweet. Inshallah, uh, MuslimFilmClub.com is a website I do own. I don't know if oh, anything nice. is on it. it this, this, this may be the first thing that's on it if, you're, nice. uh, if you found it. But uh, we, will, we will probably have stuff on there soon, inshallah, um, as we launch this. But thank you guys for listening. Any, any last words? Um, I ate gushers and then I had a fruit roll up. So that's going to be like my thing. I'm going to eat snacks on this thing. Going to eat snacks. And I will, I will <laughs> say, um, wait, hold up. Let me, give me one thing. They won't all be bad snacks. Hopefully he's not here right so, now. So. so on my, on my wall, I have a thing I made that has lines from scripts that I like. So I'm going to read a line nice. from one of the scripts. Uh, you know something, Yudovich? I think this just be, might be my masterpiece.
Oh, hold on. See That's if you so can familiar. see if you can get it. Is it is it is it a is it a Tarantino? It is a Tarantino. God, it's so familiar. Hold on. Uh, is it is it uh Should I tell you the if I tell you the actor you'd get it. Yeah, I know. It's the one like well, I mean all his films have numbers in them. That's his thing, but no, it's not Pulp it's Fiction. One, it's one of the only it's ones the I like. It's, it's, I'm, I'm not an all like completist with Tarantino. I like a few a few of them better than others. This is it's my the one, one with like a bunch of people in it. They all wear windbreakers and stuff. What is it called? Uh, What's no, the film not that called? one. What's the film? It is Inglorious Bad Words. Oh, I never, say mind, bad never mind. Of, bad Words, yeah. I like that. It's the, la- it's yeah, the last. Yeah, right. That's right. That's right. It's the last line of the movie where he like cars the guy's face. That movie's so good. It's It's pretty good, yeah. I was, yeah. It's, it's, I think it's my favorite Tarantino, honestly. It is mine too, for sure. Like not yeah. even close. Yeah, they just cool. they just nailed it, and they casted the hell out of it. Yeah, just and the acting in it's good too. It's this so must be good. hold on. It's supposed to be our last line, so I'll say it as our last line. Oh yeah, yeah, I can do it again. Uh, you know something, Yudovich? I think this might just be my masterpiece. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Peace.